0: Good morning, good afternoon or good evening, wherever you are in the world. It's me, Damien Barr, welcoming you back to another Salon exclusive. We've been sifting our piles of books and we have found this one for you and we do love it. It's a debut novel. It's by a Scottish author called Claire Alexander. Claire wrote her book, Meredith Alone. I don't know if you heard the comma there. It's Meredith, comma, Alone during the six-week How to Write a Novel course offered by Curtis Brown Creative. Loads of great people have come off that course and Claire is the latest. Her book was snapped up by an agent and then went out on submission and is just set to be a hit. It has got big, gorgeous quotes from the likes of best-selling author Daisy Buchanan, who said it is beautiful, moving, and unexpectedly timely. It's such a pleasure to be in Meredith's world. Well, timely it is. Um, Meredith has a rich, full life of jigsaw puzzles online friends and her trusty cat fred it just so happens that her whole life is within a few square meters of her glasgow home which she hasn't left in nearly three and a half years or 1214 days if you're counting it's a very familiar theme right now right Our eponymous protagonist is someone with a troubled past and gradually we come to understand what has led to her self-imposed isolation and what it will take to get her out of the house and back into the wide world. This is a character-led novel and they're all wonderfully rendered, especially Meredith. But enough for me, here's Claire with a reading.
1: Hi. I'm Claire Alexander, and I'm delighted to be reading an extract from my debut novel, Meredith Alone, exclusively for listeners of Damien Barr's Literary Salon. I'm a big fan of the podcast, so this is a real honour. The book moves between the present day, which is 2018-2019, and various earlier points in the life of the main character, Meredith, from her childhood to the recent past. This extract is from 1999 when 20-year-old Meredith is moving out of her mother's house. It also features Meredith's older sister, Fiona, and her best friend, Sadie. So, here's my reading. She helped me pack, not even pretending to be happy for me. Fee, are you taking these? She waved curling tongs at me. Neither of us had used them for years. You can keep them, I told her. I'm trying to pack light. Don't have much storage space in the new place. My sister rolled her eyes, making no effort to hide it from me. Will you come over this weekend for dinner? I stacked the last of my books into a box, taped up 20 years of escapism. Not sure, might be busy. She opened the wardrobe and started rifling through it. Doing what? I demanded. I have plans with Lucas, not that it's any of your business. I bit my lip, tried not to react. She always knew how to push my buttons. Well, you can bring them, I suppose. I'll get takeaway. Your choice. Pizza, curry, special fried rice. She mumbled something I couldn't hear. I left her to her huff and started squashing my duvian pillows into a bin bag. I needed new ones. I'd had them since I was a kid. But purchases like that would have to wait. I'd been working in the call centre for a year. Saving like mad for enough money to pay my deposit and my first month's rent and bills and build up an emergency fund. I saw on a TV programme that it's important to have an emergency fund. It seemed like a grown-up thing to do. Most people would think my new place was nothing special. Distinctly unspecial, in fact. But maybe most people grew up dreaming of a big house with a garden, and a fancy kitchen and a huge television, a bath with clawed feet, a hot tub outside... A shiny car in the driveway. Maybe two cars on a double driveway. My dream had always been a little simpler. I was moving into a tiny ground floor flat with peeling wallpaper. There was no bath, just a narrow shower with a door that didn't close all the way. I didn't even have a television. I'd deliberately not bought any new stuff before I moved in. Mama always warned us not to tempt fate. She said she knows from experience that life has a habit of going tits up when you least expect it to. Hey, this is mine. Fiona detached a blue hooded top from the tangled bundle of clothes she'd dumped on the floor. I looked up. It's got a fag burn on the cuff. It's still mine. Take it then and piss off if you're going to be in a stinking mood. I can do this myself. She glared at me, pulled the blue top over her head and stuffed her arms into the sleeves. But she didn't piss off, just sat and looked at me. I looked back at her. It had been a hot summer. Her freckles had multiplied across her cheeks. Her blonde hair was almost white in some places. I pictured her sitting in this room in ten years' time, wearing the same top with the burn on the sleeve. Same top, same room, same life. Fee. I crawled across to her, reached out for her hand. She pulled away, but I grabbed it and held on tight. Ouch, you're hurting me. I don't care. Talk to me. I wanted to hear her say it. I wanted her to say she didn't want me to go, that she didn't want to be left behind. And maybe part of me wanted her to admit that she was jealous I was leaving. That after all those years of her being the leader, the decision maker, I was the one who was making a bid for freedom. I just hate it when you take my stuff without asking. Before I could launch my counter-attack, without a shadow of a doubt, she was the one who was most guilty of that particular offence. She squeezed my fingers. We both burst out laughing at the same time. I know this is hard for you, but it's time. Actually, it's way past time. We had a deal, remember? Meredith, we were like 10 when we made that deal. There's no way we could actually have moved out when I was 16. I shrugged. Okay, but I waited another six years. And I asked you to come with me. Don't forget that. You still could. It's not too late. You and me. Just the two of us. She shrugged. I'll probably move in with Lucas. That wasn't what I wanted to hear. Lucas had hung around like a bad smell longer than I'd hoped he would. He made my skin crawl, always looking at me for a second too long with narrowed eyes and brushing against me when he walked past, even when there was plenty of space. I tossed more clothes into a bin bag. Well, you can't stay here forever. I know, I know. Maybe she'll die soon. Have you heard her cough? Then I can have this place to myself. Start over. That's a terrible thing to say, I murmured. Yeah, whatever. Don't tell me you haven't thought about it yourself, how much better it would be if she wasn't here. We'd have so much fun together, Fee. You and me in the city centre. It won't really change anything, you know. You promised me, remember? I tried to keep my voice steady. All those years, I believed you. I wasn't lying, I believed it too, so what changed? Come on, fee. We can start over together. She sighed, Meredith, you're moving to a one-bed flat, so haven't we always shared a room here? I shifted my position on the floor to stop my feet cramping, still clutching her hand. If you don't want to share, we could find somewhere bigger. I can ask if I can transfer my deposit. Oh, I'm looking forward to having this room to myself, she said breezily, and I can't be arsed to pack. Moving is one of the most stressful things you can do in life, did you know that? Can't be more stressful than staying here, she laughed. Maybe. You're almost 22, you have a job. In a supermarket? It's still a job. She can't keep you here, I don't understand why you want to stay. It was my turn to get angry, I wanted to slap her. I settled for digging my nail into the soft pad of skin at the base of her thumb. She didn't even flinch. I don't want to stay. Why then? I was begging. I didn't care. I don't understand. You will one day. My sister let go of my hand. I didn't have a lot of stuff, but getting it all into Sadie's car was like trying to solve a puzzle. It took us a few attempts and several fag breaks until we squashed the last bag into the back seat. Fiona came out to sit in the wall and laugh at us. She didn't do much to help. I can't see out my back window, but I think we're okay. Sadie flicked her fag butt onto the road. It's not too long a journey. I just need to grab my jacket. I gestured towards the house where my sister was lurking at the doorway. Want me to come in? I'm good. I'll only be two minutes. Thanks, though. Fiona had my denim jacket over her arm. She squeezed it against her belly when I reached for it. This is so weird, she whispered. I'm not going far. I wrestled my jacket from her, put it on before she could hold it hostage. I know, but... I know. We'd never spent 24 hours apart. Neither of us had any idea what life would be like from now on. For me, it felt exciting and terrifying in equal measure. For her, I couldn't see what there was to get excited about. This is ridiculous. Fiona looked up at the ceiling the way she did when she was trying to stop herself from crying. I need to go and get ready for work. My shift starts at two. Come here, you big idiot. She hugged me tightly, then turned and ran upstairs. I'll phone you tonight, I said to her back. She gave me the V sign without turning round. I looked around the hall at the jar of coins on the console table next to the phone and the bowl of potpourri that had been there forever. It was time to go. I took a deep breath and walked into the living room. She was still in her dressing gown, watching Supermarket Sweep. Her hair was in rollers, her skin shiny. Mama, I'm leaving now. She whipped her head round, a big smile plastered on her face. Come and have a chat with your mother. Watch some telly. I can turn this off. Put my Taggart video on. I hate Taggart, I told her. Really? She stared at me, like I was a stranger who'd just walked into her house, uninvited. I stared back. There's been a murder, she growled. She was trying to be funny and it broke my heart a little. I can't stay long. The car's packed. Sadie's waiting. Sadie Schmady. Suit yourself. Party pooper. Yep, that's me. So I'll see you then. Soon. She lit a cigarette, took a long draw. Maybe you'll invite us over sometime. Sure, once I'm settled. Need to make it nice for you. The wallpaper's terrible. I'll miss you, Angel Face. Will you? She looked at me, surprised, her cigarette halfway to her lips. What a thing to ask. You're my daughter. I searched for something, anything, behind her glassy eyes. You'll take care, yeah? Go easy in those things. What, these things? She waved her cigarette at me. Oh, you know me, Angel Face. I can resist everything. "'But temptation,' we said in unison. I gave her a small smile. She pushed herself off the couch. Only 43, but could easily be mistaken for a woman 10 years older. The fags didn't help, of course, but it was more than dull skin and discoloured teeth and wrinkles that had accelerated the ageing process. She'd given up on life a long time ago. My biggest fear was ending up like her. I was taller, but not by much.' We stood eye to eye in the middle of the living room until she wrapped her arms around me. I let her for a few seconds. I patted her softly on the back. She felt frail beneath my hands. I need to go, I said, lots to do. She took a step backwards, folded her arms under her chest. Bugger off then. Her eyes were already back on the screen. I closed the living room door behind me. Before I reached the front door, I could hear her laughing.
0: there may be trouble ahead. While Meredith's journey explores the themes of how loneliness, anxiety, and depression can control our lives, ultimately her story is about finding the courage to overcome your past, to find freedom in other words. A special thank you to Claire Alexander for reading exclusively for the Literary Salon. Her book, Meredith Alone, or Meredith, Alone, is published by Michael Joseph and available now in all good bookshops. And I'm hoping to see it in Scotland soon in all the indie bookshops that I love. That's the best place for you to buy your copy. But you can also support us by buying a copy through our bookshop on bookshop.org or you can head to your local library. Do not forget, it's free and it's there for you. Please share this episode with your friends and follow us on our socials where you can maybe win a copy of the book. And you'll also be the first to be in line for tickets for our events. Ooh, exciting. Thank you for listening. Join us again soon.